Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And Corey, I am resisting the urge to announce our episode number just to break trend, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, to get away from it. We're not doing that. Um, if Back you need to know, so help me, so yeah, help me. If you need to know, just look in the description. Look at your look at look at what's on your phone right now. You can see it. Yep. Um, you don't need to. You don't need us telling you that. But Corey, um, let's not draw attention to it anymore. How's your week been? It has been a good week. I would say yes. Thinking back on it, because uh, we are recording on a Friday afternoon. The weather is beautiful here. Oh, yeah, it's very nice. Um, I would say yeah, it's been a good week. Um, you know, plenty of gaming. Got uh, some some news for our extra bits later on today. I know both of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, been uh, checking out a couple new things. It's it's a nice little Friday. Um, I played really well in my soccer game earlier this week. Oh, Got yeah. V- yeah. I, I'm mad with myself. Uh, botched some chances that I should have put away, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it's been a, a good Friday so far, too. Very Picked nice. Picked up a, a nice Sammy from um, the cafe down the road. Uh, worked out. Played some Elden Ring. Played some... Well, we'll be talking about it in depth in a little bit later. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tiny Tim's, Tatino's Pizzas. Oh, yeah. Bungeons and badasses, Look at as that. they call it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, what about you, though? How's your week been, man? It's been good. Um, not super busy. I've been dealing, I mean, not not super TMI, but I've been, I've, I've had like a weird hive thing going on recently, like some sort of, oh. yeah, some sort of allergy, something. I got it here and there whenever I was in college where I would just like swell, like my torso would just kind of swell up in spots and get really itchy for no apparent reason. And I've kind of got that a little bit right now. So, um, yeah, it's, it, I've been, my week has been itchy, um, yeah. a little bit. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been, um, just kind of, kind of rolling along the, the weather has been nice. I went for a walk earlier this afternoon. It was so pleasant. It was just nice. It is. Uh, It's incredible outside right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been quite nice, but yeah, Corey, I mean, let's, uh, let's dive in. Cause I want to hear, I want to hear, I mean, I want to hear about Elden Ring. I want to hear about the other stuff you've been playing, but I also want to hear about Tiny Tina's. Um, we've oh, been yes. we we've been looking forward to this for for a while now, and your thoughts have been just brimming and oh. overflowing. And here here they come, everybody. Here it comes. <laughs> over, just just it's a, fl- it's a flood. It's it's coming at you. Let's go. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, what a what a neat, neat little game that it is. Um, I'm, still, I'm like, <laughs> sorry, my dog is like all in my business right now, and no, I've no, lost you're my, good. My, my line of thoughts. It's, just, it's the it's the way that it was being phrased. I was like, okay, this is the lead up to what sounds like it's going to be some negatives, but you're no, enjoying no, no. it. 
<laughs> no, I am enjoying it. There, I don't think there's too many negatives, honestly. Um, I do have some stuff that's like annoyed me a little bit so far, but overall, the game is a joy, especially if you are a fan of Dungeons and Dragons. It is almost like Borderlands love letter to it, if that makes sense. And um, okay. all the ways that um, normally like come up through like a D campaign, like a bunch of in jokes, a bunch of like. Uh, common tropes that come across like early adventures and like the villains and heroes. It is so far as someone who absolutely is delighted by Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Borderlands tank on it as a, what is it? Bungeons and badasses uh, <laughs> is what uh, Tina calls it. It is a delight. Um, Very nice. Yeah, I dig it. it um, and so it is essentially borderlands um something has happened in borderlands to where a couple of people uh voiced by andy sandberg as one of okay. your party members and oh who is the other one i'm pulling it up now um because she does a isn't it wanda show. sykes it is wanda sykes yes okay okay um voices the other with ashley birch who also plays uh dungeons and dragons on the side as well as being you know a phenomenal voice actor uh is tiny tina and yep. it, so something's happened in borderlands and now it's like hey we're trapped here for a little bit so we're gonna play bungees and badasses roll up your character sheets losers and um it's basically i think it has like eight classes um of some of the core D D classes like barbarian paladin wizard rogue ranger um so on and so forth and i appreciate the character creations very in depth you get to be a this or that it's not like a male or female and you get to create your own archetypes your own backgrounds i went with the lovely village himbo as I am a gigantic elf paladin. Um, and yeah, it's wonderful so far. Um, I love it. Yeah. And so uh, she is guiding you through essentially this uh, campaign that she has written up that I would say they have done a phenomenal job with, is that it starts out with a nice little prequel of a cutscene. It throws you in, teaches you the basics, and it's, uh, it gets you rolling. It's like, uh, it's very good adventure from the mind of a sadistic child who also is a child if that makes sense and and that it is brutal savage um there are multiple moments of where it's just her being a, a maniacal villain and then it's just also like here's this unicorn that is the queen that is the most beautiful creature you've ever seen in your life do not touch it no hands <laughs> on the table um and it, it's a it ba- it balances its adventure telling with its humor with its what I assume because I've only played a limited amount of Borderlands it's a Borderlands humor mixed in and it feels very well done so far. Yeah. Nothing has yeah. been phenomenal yet. I don't mean that as a diss to it, but I think it kind of goes back into the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago on that. There's a lot of good games out right now. And there's the great game of Elden Ring and everything else is like in a really good spot. And this is definitely in that it's really good. It could be great. I'm not there to know if it's if it is or not. But um, as of now, it's a very, very good game. Yeah. So and and that's kind of the I mean, the stuff that I've heard from people talking about is that it's a it is a 
slightly toned down Borderlands game with a fresh coat of paint, essentially. Yes. Like toned down by toned down, meaning more like the humor's dialed back a little bit. It's not quite as like heavy on the violence parts. I mean, you can tell just in the fact of the rating, like this is T whereas other borderlands were M and you know, there's a lot you're fighting skeletons instead of like, you know, big babies with masks and psycho baby, like people. I don't know. (laughs) I can't remember what, what is in borderlands. And the, I mean, and, and I mean, it, it is one of those things like Borderlands, the core conceit with Borderlands has always been the gunplay, the gun collecting, just kind of like that world in general. And the, you know, the humor is always kind of hit or miss. Um, and I think like Borderlands 3 to, I mean, from everything I ever heard about it, I never played it. Um, it always seemed like it was relatively forgettable just because like it kind of was keeping the Borderlands formula going years and years after like the world had maybe kind of moved on from that a little bit. Um, and then with Tiny Tina, it does seem like, okay, like we're, we're adjusting it a little bit. It's still Borderlands, but we're we're trying some new stuff. Just trying some, even just the fun aspect of like, you know, having the DM being able to drop stuff in whenever, being able to have like some of those like cool classes and some you know just other like little touches that aren't necessarily revolutionary, but are just kind of like okay, we're rethinking some of this. Like to me, that does make it seem more appealing. Going into that, um, like T rating outside of the language, it can almost be like E rated. Like I don't think like a nine or ten year old would have like problems playing this game with its levels of humor and also it's fairly simplistic. Also, outside of its menus, which get a little complicated um, in my opinion, but not overly so. Once like you're used to it, uh, it's a little jarring at first. I would say. Um, but yeah, it's language is just like, again, it's the DM being like, Oh, look, uh, the, the peasant, the peasant ass peasant over there. Um, there's being attracted, it's being attacked by skeletons. Go save them. Go save peasant ass peasant. And it's literally right. their name is peasant ass peasant, yep. which yep. is yep. like funny, like 11 year old humor. And I got like a chuckle out of it. Um, and it, and also, it's weird because I feel like a lot of the humor is almost I'm trying to think is like it's humor I understand if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't mean that in like I'm like old and um, I don't get Gen Z humor, even though that yeah. is the case at times, but not always. Yeah. Um, but it's very much like is this feels like writing and jokes by like my peers almost if i can like describe it that way it's like oh like i remember when people used to say that kind of a thing um in that i mean i get what you mean like it's um totally get what you mean because gen z humor by and large i would say nine times out of ten i mean completely misses me like it it is not (laughs) so so i get it i know what you mean yeah, so, I mean, but with that, going into a little bit of the gameplay, um, it is very heavy gun-based, 
And this game gives you, this is probably, it's it's hard to register this as, as a complaint, but it gives you so much loot that I, one, it's good to, that I'm constantly changing out my weapons and constantly like like having like cool new things happen, um, like different abilities come with different weapons. Um, that's fun, but at the same time, I'm like I am, only, and I'm four hours in, and probably about every thirty minutes, I'm having to drop stuff for my inventory because I can't pick up new stuff. Right? Like, it's just so. I mean, there are chests everywhere. Every enemy's dropping something. When you fight like a boss, holy crap, the amount of like loot that it drops, which is very cool. It's rewarding, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm kind of, you know, there's only so many axes I can pick up kind of a thing. Right. Uh, so, but that is probably, probably like my biggest like hang up. Um, I will say it is very, very combat oriented. Um, occasionally it jumps out to Tiny Tina and your party, like talking, hanging out. Um, but it's primarily just like going from mission to mission. The overworld's fun. You're kind of like this big hit chibi as you can kind of move to like points of interest on the map and do like side quest and get like better gear, better loot. Um, occasionally you can find recordings, um, which basically tell backstory and history of the world, which I find very rewarding and very fun of okay. like this like world within a world that has been made kind of a thing. But um, yeah, overall I'm digging it. Um, there's like a lot more left of the game. I've just uh, rescued the queen um, initially. And so again, okay. like, three, like three hours in, um, I think it could be less, it could be a little bit more. Um, but overall I'm putting it at like a seven and a half out of 10. Um, it's just a lot of fun, if that makes sense. And like the most like pure way that video games are fun, it is that I am shooting this frost gun, freezing skeletons, and then taking my giant axe and breaking like their ice like sculpture. One's flying at me, and I just pull out my hammer and smash them into the ground. Or I have like my small flying dragon like breathing fire on everything. It is just just fun. Is the best way yep. I can describe it. Like. Almost like so much I can just turn my brain off and just be like, yeah, the, I, I can dig this. And yeah. when you sit and think about it, there's not a ton to critique either. So overall, very good, very fun. I recommend it. And I think a lot of people in like my age range and up will appreciate is like humor and what it's bringing to the table. And so far, like the story it's telling. And also... This is now I'm just like my brain is just like working through everything. I love that they have the BBEG, the big bad evil guy will occasionally like pop in and like talk to you. It's all it shows like tiny up in the right hand corner talking to you every now and then. Then it'll show him, which is clearly being played by tiny Tina being like, hey, yeah, I know you're new to this whole like hero stuff. And I just want to say you're doing I've seen people do worse. You're doing a pretty good job. You know, (laughs) so I'm still going to kick your ass. Don't worry. But, you know, you're. Thumbs up, man. Thumbs up. And yeah. I, I just appreciate the fact that it, it leans very heavy into like D&D tropes. At one point when your party members, like you're hitting it a stick of dynamite and they're like, hey, like, can't we go for a little bit more realistic, like fantasy? You know, I don't think they had dynamite 
um, or there would be dynamite. You hear Tiny Tina go, oh yeah, that, no, that's a good point. Um, give me a second, give me a second. And they put the dynamite away and the NPC pulls out a bag that just says, boom. And it's like, this will have to work. And they're like, well, <laughs> we asked for something different, I guess. And so you just take the bag that says, boom. <clears throat> and you just go like from there. And But it's a bunch of like little moments like that throughout the game where it's just like constantly like hammering home the idea of like this fantasy genre pulled into borderlands and how ridiculous it is yeah yeah that's great yeah i mean it is it very much yeah that that's the appeal of borderlands by and large is the fact that it is like a it's it's supposed to be a fun game it's not supposed to be like this have any sort of like thing to say it's not supposed to be even like the lore of it like i think there's some interesting things in the game but by and large like the story that none of that's ever been the point it's borderlands and i think a lot of the struggle that borderlands has had is whenever it started it was kind of there was nothing else like it. It was a looter shooter. Like mm-hmm. everything, everything that came later that could be called a looter shooter started with Borderlands and where its influences came from. And so, like, yeah, I mean, it is, it very much is that just that grind, seeing the big guns, like just seeing the numbers go up and doing that kind of thing. And so, if you're, if you are very much in that, like, realm like you enjoy that you enjoy things like diablo and stuff Mm -hmm. i mean that yeah i mean it's a it's a great fit and i agree i mean i think i don't know like i'm my i like to think that my humor is a little bit more sophisticated than an 11 year olds but realistically like i've i've enjoyed i've always enjoyed borderlands humor like i mean it's never been like i am laughing hysterically but i'm usually sitting there and I'm like, okay, like I at least appreciate it being that over it just being super self-serious. I appreciate like the funny naming conventions and just all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, like I appreciate, I appreciate this as an atmosphere instead of it just being just by the numbers, just playing it straight. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I, um, I think I've mentioned on the show before, like, didn't really have a whole lot of interest in playing tiny Tina's. Um, but I do now. I mean, it's, um, like it's a, I think it seems really fun. Everything that I've heard about it, like people seem like they're having a good time with it. And I think legitimately, like I would have a good time with it. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying it and I'm looking forward to myself having the opportunity to enjoy it at some point. Well, you should definitely get on it soon because, again, it embraces the idea of D&D and it lets you do online parties as well as split screen yep. parties. Yep. And so it's very much as like, hey, you know, get your party together, do this D&D adventure and like go have fun. Go just enjoy it. And. Yeah, I I will continue playing through this. This will probably be my bounce game. Um, right now, um, I wanted to get a feel for it, uh, for the show and I'm going to keep playing it going forward. Um, but I'm going to try to okay. grind through the last bit of triangle strategy. That way I can have this be like my 
balance between this and Elden Ring right now, just kind of being like, okay, right. this is frustrating. Titanfina's, I will say, is very easy, and it is very, um, what's the, I'm trying to think, it uh, pulls its punches, if that makes sense, and that when you die, it's like, okay, okay, now you have like 10 seconds to revive yourself, you just have to kill a enemy to do so. And so you still have your like gun okay. activated. You're like stuck in place, kind of, but you still have your gun activated, and you kill one enemy, you pop back up, and it's like, okay, keep going, keep going. Um, it's a it's a DM who is afraid to kill their players, and that's not a bad thing in this game, in my opinion. I think it'd yeah. be yeah. very um, annoying if it when you went down it was just like oh no and it's like okay start the mission over it's no you succeed on your death saving throw like keep going keep fighting and <laughs> no that's that, like it's exactly what it says and i love it it's yeah. great yeah nice Tiny i like chance. it what a wonderland good deal what a wonderland i love <laughs> it um yeah that's super great um I, but what else have you been playing, Corey? <laughs> I, don't, oh, okay. I didn't know how to. I was going to segue into something that I've been playing, but you know, what else have you got? You've been playing some um, Elden Ring too, yeah, I'm, I've been, as well. A uh, little bit working working through Elden Ring. I'm in. So you know, I beat Godric. Um, applause. Yes, yes, yes. Hear. Clap, clap, clap. Snap. Yes. Snap. No, I can hear. That. Um, which I know most people have beaten the game, including you, and you're just like, Ugh, noob. Um, but I guess to update people <laughs> on my, uh, journey through the forgotten lands, I just met turtle Pope, uh, which isn't too far Very from nice. Stormvale castle. Um, but I'm kind of in that area. I was going the wrong way. I thought, uh, Ray Lucaria was a different spot. And, um, Chris has informed me of my, um, naivety. And so I'm going to go back. To do that slash as, I think as I as I am oft to do yes yes, yes. and these types of games I, I look to Chris for guidance um I need to go back because I want to do a ballads quest um and okay. I never found the dude that um he told me like hey if you find him like let me know and we'll we'll jump his we'll jump his ass um, <laughs> I need I need to go find that dude um so that might be what I do next I don't know I'm in the middle of a dungeon right now I've died a couple times, um, but mainly due to my own hastiness. Uh, so outside, I'm very well leveled for it. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Elden it's Ring. um. No, I. You know, I. I'm just glad there's so many people enjoying Elden Ring because I mean, also too, like it's not like I went through. There, there is a lot of stuff online of people like kind of gatekeeping Elden Ring of saying like, Oh, "Oh, you have to play it this way. You have to do this thing. And the reality is like, no, you don't have to do it any certain way. Like the reason everything exists, that there are ashes of war, that there are all of these options for you to potentially over level for you to be able to like, it is so that you can have that experience if you need it. Like if you want to level up beyond where you need to and kind of blow through some content, you can do it. If you want to really kind of hamstring yourself to make it more difficult, you can do it. Um, I went through plenty of the game really like, in a quote unquote, not pure way where I went through and used a lot of 
the crutches that were at my disposal. And I feel no shame about it because did I have a good time? Did I enjoy myself? Right. I still enjoyed myself. I'm like, it did not detract from any part of the game for me. So I call it a win. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm just, I am really legitimately just glad that it has the, um, level of approachability that it does because like, you know, you go to Sekiro on the other hand and like, I mean, Sekiro, I loved like absolutely loved Sekiro. I know you did. Yeah. But Sekiro is the complete opposite. It is out of any of the From Software games, it is the game that is get good. Like it is the game that makes you rely on pure skill more than any other FromSoft game. And it's the disappointing brutal. thing about it is, yeah, the disappointing thing about it is like, it's, I mean, it's a really cool game. There's a lot of really neat stuff in there. And this is also honestly, true. like some of the fights and some of the experiences that I had in that game, some of the coolest just in games in general. Um, but there, there are a lot of people who can't experience that just because it is so kind of like it is so skill based. And so like, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that people are having the opportunity to experience Elden Ring however they want. Um, and I'm excited. Like I'm, I'm legitimately excited to see you kind of progressing through it. Cause I know, I mean, other than demon souls, I know that you've kind of bounced off a number of from soft games in the bat in the past. All of them. All um, of them. yeah. So, um, the fact that you're able to kind of like, and, and I mean, f- from what I've, I mean, everything we've ever talked about has never been for lack of skill or anything like that. It's just it hasn't clicked necessarily. And so I'm glad that this is clicking with you. No, I mean, it is. I still haven't gotten to the point in Elden Ring where I'm like, holy crap, like this is the 10 out of 10 game. This is like a goatee, you know, right. I, yeah. I still haven't had that moment. Um, and it might it might be because I came in so um, against that idea of it because everything I had heard for weeks um, was that Elden Ring is insane. This is one of the best games ever made. This, you know, it, it had so much hype that so many people whose like opinions I respect, which like sounds weird to say, but so many of them were like, this is amazing that I came into it like it can't be this good. Like I I need to see like whatever, like these moments people are talking about, I need to like see them and I haven't had them yet. It's still very fun. I'm still loving it. I'm enjoying it, but I haven't had that like quintessential moment of like, holy shit, Elden Ring, like, you know, like Gollum with the one ring. I haven't had that moment yet with the game that I feel like so many people are having with it, if that makes sense. But I am like edging towards it. I maybe not towards the moment, but towards the like, holy crap, I need to keep playing Elden Ring, if that makes sense. Because I got home today, played a little bit of Tiny Tina's um, just to get a little farther in before we recorded, but I immediately jumped over to Elden Ring after I got done with my workout because I'm like, all right, like, let, let's, we found the turtle. Let's, what else is out there? Let's, you know, let's keep going around. Oh, I'm getting impaled by giant spears yep. from like hundreds of feet away from these people wearing minotaur horns let's um let's go somewhere different because clearly this isn't gonna work because this sucks 
And I appreciate the fact that (laughs) if it sucks, I can just say no and go somewhere different after I pick up my runes, of course. Yep. Elden Ring, right now for me, 9 out of 10 game, could end up being 10 out of 10 game of the year. Who knows? We will see. But as of now, I'm very much digging it. But tell me about your gaming, Chris. Tell me about Weird West. Tell me about Kirby. Yep. Give me all the updates. Yeah, so I have been, I've been kind of plugging along, same kind of stuff. Um, Kirby, coincidentally, kind of also kind of going back to talking about um, kind of gamer games. Like Kirby is very much that. It still feels like even at this point, um, you know, just it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun just to play Kirby and just enjoy playing a game um, that is just kind of about being a good game um which sometimes games kind of get in their own way and are not that so much um and uh so yeah still enjoying it weird west i am further along in still enjoying that as well i think it's a um it's got a lot of neat stuff you know i'm not like i'm not over the moon about it um the i think there's a lot of like just kind of pointless side activities and just like a lot of stuff that I have no real interest in doing. Um, but the core systems, you know, are fun. I think a lot of the, um, you know, I'm at the point now where I'm about, um, I am on the fourth of the five people that you become and it begins to get kind of neat because you're able to like go back and recruit like your past self, like the, the guy that you were playing as last time. And so they can run around with you. And so like, you know, right now I'm in the fourth body and my posse is made up of the guy that I was in. That was my second body and my third body. And the person that was like my first body died. Um, Oh, whenever she was with me. So she's just out in like the woods somewhere, basically. (laughs) And, um, so and it's it's kind of neat like they're just kind of a lot of neat systems i'm interested in the overall kind of story that it's telling even the small stuff is i mean it's it's simple like you know the first uh the bounty hunter lady at the beginning like you know her whole thing is just kind of revenge this gang right. uh kills her son right in like the first five seconds and kidnaps her husband and it's just very like um kind of by the numbers Western kind of thing. Um, But it's all like interesting. It's neat to kind of like see these choices kind of play out. And um, so, yeah, other than that though, I mean, the only like major thing I've been playing is I've been back on uh, Hearthstone again, which is, um, I don't think any, yeah. Have you ever played Hearthstone? I have not played Hearthstone. I know all about it. You told me all about it. But yeah, so I don't think I've ever, I don't think Hearthstone has ever come up on this podcast, but, um, yeah, Hearthstone this year, I think turns like eight years old. Like it's, it's been out a long time. Um, I started playing Hearthstone before that during its beta. I mean, I have distinct memories of sitting in classes in college and like four or five of my friends all around the room, like all of us would be playing matches of Hearthstone just on our laptops in lectures and stuff. Yeah. Um, like in windowed mode side by side to our like lecture notes. Right. Um, 
And yeah, for, I mean, honestly, for like a couple of years, I was very into Hearthstone. Like every new expansion that was coming out, I was just on it. I was like, you know, playing ranked mode, like religiously just trying to climb up and trying to like really figure that game out. And I've never been great at Hearthstone. Like I think at my best, even like you could call me average relatively okay. <laughs> um, me. always just kind of i mean like trading card games in general i don't have a lot of experience with like magic at the gathering i never played um i had like Yu-Gi-Oh cards and pokemon cards but i never played the game of those so i never really had like you know a great grasp understanding i remember what are you sorry say? this is a face. tangent <laughs> I, I remember going to books a million in middle school um with one of my friends to do their Yu-Gi-Oh card game on yep. Saturday mornings. Yep. And I got there and I didn't have a clue of the rules or anything like that. So I showed up with a fat, like 300 card deck. And my friend who had been going for a while, he found out I like Yu-Gi-Oh and invited me. Uh, he was like, okay, well, you'll definitely want to trim your deck up. And then like uh, someone will ask you to fight. You can, you know, we're, we're like 11. Um, and there, it's one of those things where like, he doesn't know how to explain the rules to someone yeah. who doesn't really, really know. And I sat down, I have my big deck and the guy looks at me and he was like, yeah, no, you, you gotta, you gotta trim that down to, I think it was like 52 or 56, something like a normal deck size. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and that guy, he was an adult. Um, not, there's nothing wrong with that, but he yep. basically is like, all right, I'll teach you how to play. And he's probably spent that two hours that we were there, like teaching me how to play and like walk me through like the deck, everything like that. And so I went every Saturday for about six months and uh, played Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, at Books and you. Very nice. Uh, we'd all like, go to Buffalo Wild Wings afterwards. And it was a, it was incredible. I'm Very nice. Lie. I love what, that. What, what a six months that was. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went to, I went to those occasionally. Um, I would also go with like a friend or something and, um, always played like similar kind of experience, just always played wrong. Like, yeah. and in my case, it was always like I was playing against other kids. So neither of us knew what we were playing. It was just like, we're going to throw out every like yep. legendary like dragon that we have in mm-hmm. our deck and just, <laughs> and just gonna fight each other. Yep. Um, yeah, it, uh, Good times. Yeah, I, times. Uh, I miss the the trading card period of my life. But like Hearthstone, I mean, that was the thing. Like Hearthstone for me, it was this perfect kind of like I had a lot of friends that were into magic whenever I was in college. Um, and I was like I was phasing out, but I was still into World of Warcraft. And even if I like wasn't playing very much, I still had like such a deep appreciation of that lore. Right. Because, I mean, that's what Hearthstone is. It's all yeah. Warcraft characters and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, yeah, I mean, for the longest time, loved it, played it. Like, it was it was kind of, um, you know, the way that I have been in the past, like, super into Overwatch. It was the same sort of thing. Like, um, and I've, in the years since, like, I probably, there's probably, like, a two or three year span where I was really into it. And in the years since, like, I've, picked it up here and there like there would be a lot of hype over some new system that they'd have going on coinciding with like a new expansion or something like that and i'd kind of pick it up um 
and that that was kind of the trigger like a new expansion came out this past tuesday so i just kind of like was getting in and seeing some of the systems and all that kind of stuff um and it is like it's such a weird thing because as somebody who has played a lot of the game like many many hours hundreds of games mm-hmm. it is amazing how stupid you can feel <laughs> coming into hearthstone yep. after because like it was one of these things where back in the day like i felt like i had such a grasp over the game like i knew the systems i knew like i saw this card or i heard like because it's mm-hmm. you know it's a digital card game you would right. somebody would play this card and you could hear like that battle cry you knew who it was and it was like yep. i knew counters and i knew the right way to go about these things it's like now there are all these systems and these like words that are coming up that i'm like i have no idea what this means like it says (laughs) the card is tradable the card dredges like what in the world does this mean and like the difference between a card that charges and a card that rushes and like you know it was just it's stuff where it's like i virtually understand so little about the game but every once in a while like i'll pick it up right and the so the thing and that's kind of where i am right now like i'm playing it i'm like i am overwhelmed just with everything going on but i say all that to say like hearthstone legitimately now ironically is probably it is probably the easiest for a newcomer or somebody to come back into it right now than it was than it has been since like year one or two because like the for because i mean for better or worse like that was the thing for the longest time it was you i mean it was like a it's like a card game you have to collect cards you have to build this deck you can't just have like you can't just make something you don't have and the only way to do that really is like spend money because like you have to play games and complete quests to get coins and stuff but like and you can use those on packs but if you're not winning games if you're not completing quests if you're not even able to play the game how do you actually do that and even whenever you're doing it and you're losing constantly how do you have fun um but like in the years since they've put together a lot of systems that have kind of like rolled out older cards so they're not like they're not usable in like standard formats they put together stuff where it's like it like a more core set. Like I think that's the big thing right now. I don't really know a lot of the changes that they've made, but like, I think they have a big core set and they have kind of like a free to play track where it's like, you go through all this and it'll build up like a big set of cards for you to be able to draw from that are all part of the standard tier and everything like that. Um, plus, I mean the game also, and that's the other big thing. The game also has like, a an arena mode that's basically like a draft mode and they have like a single player solo adventures mode and they have like a mercenaries mode which is kind of like a roguelike and they have like a um battlegrounds mode which is like a battle chess thing and like they have all these different modes and they have all these things and it's all these terms and all these like it's it is vastly confusing it's very overwhelming Yeah, it's very overwhelming, but it is, I mean, legitimately, it's a thing where it's like, I'm picking it up, and for the first time in a long time, like, most of the time, I would pick it up, and I would play a game, and I'd be like, 
there is no way that I can crack this. I cannot get back into this. All of the cards I used to use are have been cycled out. They're not, I can't really use them anymore. I have to come up with all these new cards. I don't understand them. Like I sound like I'm a hundred and like now is the, a whole new game to you is what I'm hearing. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, which I imagine is like how people with magic, the gathering probably kind of feel is like the game moves along, they get new expansions. And it's like, well, I have these cards from, I mean, magic, the gathering is like, what 30 years old like Something i mean like that, yeah. i have these cards from the 90s and i nobody want i can't use them in a tournament because they're not allowed like what's this about yeah. like i'm supposed to just i'm supposed to buy the new stuff and i'm just supposed to like um but yeah i mean it's been it's been fun it's been like you know i don't know how much i'll like super get into it and play but like you know out of i probably have not actually played hearthstone very much for like the last four years maybe um and this is probably the closest that i've gotten to getting back into it some so you know that's not nothing i'm having having fun with it it's good um so yeah other than that i mean um yeah hopefully this week should finish up with some uh weird west and kirby and i'll be beyond to the races sir sir. Maybe Beyond Tiny Tina's with you. Maybe hey, Strangers so. Paradise. Maybe uh, Ooh. who knows what else we got. I, um, I want to hear one of our perspectives or like something. I need one of us, whether it's me or whether it's you, to play Strangers yep. Paradise because I need yeah. to understand how awfully good that game is. Yeah, I I may end up taking that bullet because I want to I want to see it for myself. You want to take that bullet? That. You're welcome to. Yeah, I want to see Jack's stupid face. Um, and all the that's, ridiculousness. That's Let's kill yeah. chaos. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Corey, let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break. I want to hear okay. um, you had a little bit of extra bits. I have I an extra bit this week that yes. I was actually kind of excited to bring up. Um, so let's uh, let's take a break and come right back and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk about it. It'll happen. Let's get it. Yeah. All righty. We're back. Um, Corey, you have been watching Moon Knight this week. Um, well, yeah, a bit. I've been watching a little bit of Moon Knight. Um, a little bit of Moon Knight? How's that? Um, because I have not seen... So, I've mentioned this before. Um, I, like... My my wife and I have relatively narrow overlaps whenever it comes to like TV. Okay. Um, there are shows that we both are super into and we okay. both love. Um, and sometimes it's kind of out of left field. Like my wife watched the entirety of Game of Thrones with me. It's not really her style, but she but, um, she was there. She she did mine. Um, yeah. Um, but like, you know, there a lot of the Marvel stuff that's come out, especially recently, um, is stuff that I kind of go through, like WandaVision, Loki, watch yeah. through it on my own. And so like and I've also kind of like sat out of a couple of things just because like I'm not super. So like Falcon and Winter Soldier haven't watched any of it, um, partially because I was like, eh, not like you're not, I'm not like too much. 
Yeah, I was like, I'm not super motivated to watch this. And it's also not going to be one of the things that we're watching together. So, um, so I haven't really been sure. I say all that to say, like, I haven't really been sure with Moon Knight where I would land. Like, it sounds very compelling. It sounds very interesting. I know that I'm, I know that my wife is probably not going to want to watch it. Um, but you are enjoying it. Yes. You could say I'm over the moon with it. No. All right. All right. Let's get this out, out the gate. So I've watched the first two episodes of Moon Knight. Haven't watched episode three yet. Um, Okay. So far. How many, how many are out? Is it three that are three, three three are out Mm -hmm. in terms of best, like Disney Marvel shows that they have made. This is easily number one. Okay. Like in terms of like what I've seen from the first two episodes has far surpassed any of the first two episodes of any of the other shows that they have done. Okay. It, it whips ass like that. That's the category (laughs) that moon Knight is in, in terms of a opener episode, just Holy shit. Kind of a thing. It is very compelling. The story is it's intriguing. You're not too sure what the story is, but I think that's like the great mystery of it. It's like, okay, what the... Because the beautiful thing of it is the main character doesn't know what's going on either. At the same time, you don't. Right. So you're, you're being dragged along on this adventure, same as him. And it's so good. Oscar so Isaac. Before you, I mean, I don't, I don't want you to dig in too deep without right, laying a little right. groundwork. Um, cause I'm, I mean, I'm a little familiar with Moon Knight, but like his big hook is kind of being, um, Insane. kind of being like, yeah, Marvel's Batman, but with a, a big, little. like, mental instability he- kind of like. Yeah, so the his, history of Moon Knight it is basically their Batman, but with a very different flavor to it. Okay. Um, instead of being a rich billionaire playboy, um, you know, uh, Moon Knight is a man who does similar things in terms of like his heroic nature, outside the fact that he absolutely uh, doesn't have the no kill rule. The man will, the man takes names and asks zero questions half the time. Um, yeah. but, uh, Mark or Steven or moon Knight or, um, the moon God, I can't remember their name. Kasha, um, is essentially has split personality disorder. And that's what makes it so compelling because majority of the show takes place so far from Steven's point of view. And other people will call him random names, and he slowly finds, like, uh, someone calls him a different name. He finds out he has, like, a date um, that he doesn't remember, like, asking a girl on. He finds, like, a phone and a key in, like, in a hidden, like, floor in his apartment. And and it's so interesting because he'll, like, come to in the middle of things that Moon Knight is doing. And so Moon Knight will have just, like, you know, taking down an entire like encampment of enemies. And then all of a sudden, like Steven's here is like, what, how, wait, what's going on? How did I get here? What, what's going on? Oh. And then it's like all the other personnages are like, oh, the idiots here. Frick, we're screwed. <laughs> like, and it's like, give him the body back. And he's like, I'm going crazy. I'm, who are these people? Like, what, 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 what is going on? Kind of a thing. And yep. it's 
hilarious in how it presents itself, but also so compelling in the story that it's telling because he's being like interviewed by like the bad guy. And he was like, okay, do you know where it is? And he's like, no, no. the bad guy <laughs> knows that he has split first. And he's like, could I talk to Mark about this? And he was like, Mark isn't here right now. <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> and so it, it's, it's so good. Um, it, it is just beautifully well-made Oscar uh, Isaac acts his ass off. Okay. Now the only this, there's nothing wrong with this. I'm just like, how do, because Marvel is huge on their interconnectivity stories, overlapping characters, meeting things happening. I don't know how they introduce this person to like the wider MCU. If that makes sense. Because we are talking, he will brutally murder people. This isn't like Captain America knocks out with a shield. It's, I know I'm taking like this moon knife that I have, like a knife in the shape of the moon, and I'm like cutting people's throats open, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, how, where, how does this happen? Does he, you know, does he meet Doctor Strange? And it's like, hey, nice to meet you, uh, uh, Steven. It's like, name's Mark. It's like, oh, you're crazy. Yes, I am absolutely clinically insane. Yeah. Right. And I don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna do that. I'm excited for It'll, it. But. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, I mean, because isn't um Daredevil like some of those properties, aren't they like shifting canonically MCU? Yes. I w- um it's very similar it, to Daredevil, I would say. Yeah. Because Daredevil especially has like a similar thing where it's, like, it's great. a lot more, right. It's a lot more violent and you know, he's like, I mean, there's, there's murder, there's death, there's, oh, yeah. I mean, and even stuff like, I mean, the Punisher character, like especially too, I mean, that's his whole thing. Oh yeah. Um, and so like, so yeah, I mean, it'll be, I'm sure however however they introduce i mean same sort of thing i mean um spoilers for um mcu movie i mean technically there is a an introduction to the to daredevil in the oh, mcu yeah. there um <laughs> canonically um but yeah i mean it's uh yeah it's it'll be interesting i'm i'm very interested about it and also i mean i've heard a lot of people talking about the fact that it's like okay well how do you as the MCU wrestle with the fact that like Thor is presented as not a God, but like, here's a character yeah. who's supposed to be actually a God. And like, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Like, how are you, how are you going to kind of like explain that in this world? Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to kind of see. Um, and I guess that's kind of their big benefit with the uh, multiverse of madness and with the Loki yes. story and no way mm-hmm. home and all that is kind of like setting up, all of this stuff to potentially open the way for mm-hmm. like anything to happen, um, which is very like very brilliant on their part to kind of like open the door for a lot of those things and just kind of lean into it and be like, okay, now we're going full comic book. Yeah. And that's definitely the route they're taking um, with, I think a, a lot of what they're doing now. I'm excited for it, but uh, I would, I would say let uh, Abby watch that first episode with you because that first episode is so good. It is such a okay. tight hook on like like you will be in immediately. Um, so yeah, Moon Knight. That is my extra bit, and I'm sure plenty of people are watching it. And 
I'm sure plenty of people are like, yeah, it's in the whip's ass category. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's exciting. Yeah. I may have to, may have to try and we've been watching some really bad true crime documentaries recently. Um, we've watched plenty of very good ones, but the ones that we've been watching have not been good. So, um, I may be able to shift her over and be like, Hey, here's something better potentially. (laughs) Oh, it's, Um, it'll be better. Yeah. Um, but something that we did watch that we finished up this week that yes. um, we both really enjoyed. Um, we watched through Severance. Okay. Um, which is, are you familiar with Severance at all? No, not at all. Okay. Tell me about it. So, so Severance, I saw it advertised. So I have an Apple TV. Um, so, you know, whenever Apple TV programming comes up, I mean, it's always like highlighted pretty prominently um severance is a new apple tv plus show um that stars adam scott who you might know from parks and rec and yes yeah uh, all of that all of his stuff um and has like some other people in it that i kind of reckon well um i was gonna say kind of recognize there are a couple other characters in there that i do remember seeing from other movies like they're not unknowns but they're not necessarily like people you would just know who they are immediately um if that makes sense um but it's essentially it's kind of like a near future kind of thing where this concept called severance exists okay where like people are able to kind of like separate their mind out to essentially like kind of like segment parts of it. So in like in this sense, like the okay. main character, um, Adam Scott's character, like his main thing is he severed his work from his life essentially. So like when he is at work, he is virtually a different person. And the person who is working at this company doing all of this data, like macro data and analysis and all this kind of stuff. Like he knows nothing about like what is happening outside of work. He knows nothing about like his actual quote unquote life and vice versa. So whenever he leaves work, he is then, he is then like post work guy who has a life and has everything, but doesn't remember anything about what's actually happening at work. Um, And so like, And it kind of like as the show goes on, you kind of because I mean, I think it's kind of presented very like early on is like this is the only application like people are doing this just to like, you know, be hyper productive at work and to separate these things away. But like there's kind of an arc where there's um, it's like hinted at, but also kind of like told that like some women do this, like they'll get pregnant and then they'll do severance. So like they'll never remember the pregnancy part. It'll just be like, all of a sudden they'll have a baby. Like it'll be like, Oh, they blinked. And the last thing they remember was nine months ago before they like ever got pregnant. And so the pregnancy is essentially happening through somebody else. And so like, it's this, it's this interesting kind of thing. And like, and it's very much, it's very much kind of like a examination of this whole, like, burn it down corporate kind of mentality because it very much is this like, you know, they're working in this space. The, these people are working in this space where 
they have, I mean, they're working in like a very small fluorescent, like lit room. They have no grasp of what it is they're actually doing. They're separated off from other teams. And it's just like, you know, they're just kind of herded along. Um, and some stuff starts to like kind of shake up the rhythm of things and they start kind of uncovering some of the stuff and it does start to kind of like break down the, um, the whole system of what's going on. But it's like, it very much like, I think as somebody like myself who exists in a corporate kind of environment, like it is a thing that does deeply resonate (laughs) because it is very much this, like, you know, the idea of somebody, um, having life traumas and having things go on and want to separate and just be like, I don't want to deal with the work. I don't want any of this to bleed over. I just want, you know, I want a work me and I want an out of work me. And I just want the two to be so separate for me. Like I, I get it. Like I can't say that I would want that in my life, but like totally get it. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a very interesting show and the finale of it is just, I mean, you know, super intense, super compelling, just like edge of your seat. Like probably I have not wanted another episode to a show like a, like the, I've never wanted like another season to immediately be available as much as I have with that show um it was the thing where it was like oh there's got to be one more episode and then there wasn't and i was like well shit this is (laughs) it's gonna be a while before i see right um it's really good though um has some like has some humor also has some dark spots like for people who are considering watching it um a little bit of like content warnings there's um I, I say content warnings mainly because it doesn't do a great job at kind of advertising it beforehand um to properly warn you but there are some like suicide like related kind of things um mm-hmm. stuff like that so i mean like you know if that just going into it be aware that there is some heavy stuff um but it's, I mean, it's a good show. I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Um, and it's super compelling, super interesting and super, um, kind of like just saddening again, just kind yeah. of like that corporate, very sad. you know, that, that whole kind of thing. Um, but I think it's a really great show. Like it's, um, it's every once in a while, you know, whether it's Ted Lasso or something like this, something like makes that Apple TV plus subscription worthwhile. And yeah, um, this, this feels like one of those things. It's very much, uh, was very good. I very much enjoyed it. Well, nice. Yeah. I need to, yeah, yeah. we technically have like, I think altogether like nine months of Apple TV for free. Definitely hop on yep. it. Cause I still need to watch Ted Lasso. Um, yeah. But uh, now I'm compelled by this show, though it sounds insanely sad. It's it's not. I mean, it it really isn't like there's a I think there's enough humor and there's enough like kind of because there's a good bit of humor. Like Adam Scott is a um, he's he's in mostly comedies. Right. I mean, like in most of the people in there, um, Christopher Walken's in it. Like, I mean, there's um, there are a lot of people in there who are known for comedic roles. Um, It's just there is like there are plenty of tones that are um, kind of darker, like, you know, Adam's. I mean, it's it's shown pretty early on, but like, you know, 
Adam Scott's character, like his wife had died in a car accident a couple years before. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. I mean, he's dealing with that some like um, there's stuff like that that comes up, but mm-hmm. it's not, it really is not like a dark, dark show. It just kind of, it dips into it plenty at different mm-hmm. points. So, you know, be aware of that. Okay. In. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. To check it I've out. enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, Corey, um, we, this, this episode has been brought to you by many, uh, many, many. technical difficulties. Oh. <laughs> um, <but> yeah. <laughs> um, I think we, I think we finally made it. I think we, yeah, we did it through. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I don't think so. I'm just uh, going to keep chugging along on tiny Tina's and, uh, you know, triangle strategy, Elden ring. I have Kirby. I might dip into that a little bit. I do have a couple of games on my backlog that I might want to, jump into it looks like while well, today is beautiful it's going to kind of rain this weekend and my wife yep. is out of town so it's boys weekend with me and my dog Look at that so uh might dip into some of my uh backlogs of games i might look at ghost runner i don't know we'll see Ooh, very nice yeah it's exciting um but Corey, in the meantime um people want to find you on the internet they've they've been clamoring about it where can they find you they can find me over on Instagram at hash slinging thrasher follow now um, because I have exciting stuff coming down uh, the pipeline. And when I say that, I mean, uh, we're, we're going to France in a couple weeks, so I will be very active on Instagram at that time. Just, oh yeah. Um, just posting, um, not really actual posts, just story stuff. Um, but follow me over on Twitter at stay thrashy. And as always follow us over at uh, arcade underscore cozy on Twitter as well for all your cozy and arcadey needs. Look at that. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at arcade cozy. You can email us arcade cozy at gmail.com. Um, me personally, you can find us Swiss Fon Joe on Twitter. I mm-hmm. tweet occasionally. Um, my tweets are bangers when they hit, but they um, do hit yeah, there. <clears throat> yeah. They, uh, they hit hard once they every hit month. Um, but, uh, you can also find me at four point pixel on Instagram and newly, newly minted, um, tiktok.com slash four point pixel. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I had a very just inactive presence on TikTok, but I kind of rebooted that and am kind of using it as a place to kind of double post some of my Instagram reels and stuff nice, that I nice. put up. Yeah. Um, just to kind of hit a different audience. Um, Cause you know, Corey, I'm in that business game now. Yeah, I, need you to, are. I need to get the fresh eyes. I need to be a conscious consumer of all the social medias. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Follow me on TikTok. Us. Yeah. Follow me on TikTok. If you prefer that over Instagram, um, you can find me at four point pixel. I'm there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Corey, that's an um, episode next that's a week. Show. Yeah. That's an episode. Corey, um, next week, I look forward to hearing more yes. about, uh, tiny tina's maybe i will have some thoughts about who knows about uh strangers of paradise um something who knows um yeah i'll i'll have something lined up um but uh yeah till then Corey. uh life is hectic well wait 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 a second yeah this this has been arcade cozy life is yes why should your eyes be there it is let's go (laughs) yeah all right bye-bye y'all have a great week see ya yeah see ya (laughs) 